Welcome to Season 2 of History, Books, and Wine. We're your hosts, Lori Ann Bailey and Eliza Knight. We love sharing, so pour a glass of vino, and let's dive into the past. Welcome to History, Books, and Wine. We're your hosts, Eliza Knight and Lori Ann Bailey. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Laurie about Balmoral Castle in Scotland and Prince Albert's Pyramid built by Queen Victoria. We're excited to share, so pour a glass of vino and let's dive into the past. I'm so excited to hear about this. Yay! Eliza, what are we drinking? Why don't you go first, Laurie, since I went first last episode? I am doing something different today, and it's only because I hosted a group last week, and I had to chill some white wine, so I had white wine in the refrigerator. That is different for you. It is different. It's a Chardonnay from Layer Cake. Oh, I've had that. It's good. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty good. It says, in a richly layered wine, you smell the intense bouquet and taste a diversity of flavors that unfold on the palate with every sip. Our Chardonnay has delicate aromas of Meyer lemons, wet stones, and a hint of Mm. lime blossoms. Wet stones. I know, that is kind of random. little bit <laughs> but you know what after i said it i was envisioning you know like the the therapeutic ones maybe therapeutic stones or like in a in a babbling brook <laughs> a babbling yeah. brook yes i like that uh, it is kind of random though <laughs> but the flavors such as kiffer lime guava and pineapple with a light creamy texture of whipped lemon curd to finish it off Yeah, Mm -hmm. that sounds really good, actually. It is. Today, I am drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon from Line 39. It's one of my favorites from last year that I sort of carry over. It's described as having a rich fruit flavor of currant, blackberry, and ripe plum with hints of black tea. Ooh, that sounds good. I've never heard of one that has hints of tea in it. I know, me either. And it's perfect for, like, sitting before a nice little fire while you're having you know your evening or whatever (laughs) read a book it sounds perfect perfect for this chilly weather we're having so i'm gonna start us off here a few years ago i was lucky enough to visit balmoral castle in aberdeenshire scotland within the cairngorms national park it's a really really gorgeous area and the castle is really beautiful the grounds also extremely lovely i don't know if have you ever been there i have never been but i do know it was the queen's favorite estate right yes Mm -hmm. yes she loved to gather there with her family just a side note fun fact my desktop on my computer the background is me and my family when we visited the castle a few years ago oh i love that Thank you. I love it too. It just reminds me every time I turn on my computer of the trip. And plus, I just love being in Scotland. So it's nice to have the reminder. In 1852, just a little history about the castle. Prince Albert bought Balmoral Castle and property for his wife, Queen Victoria. It was used as a summer haven for all the royals throughout the generations, including our beloved uh, late Queen Elizabeth II, who loved to hunt and hike there as did her father and her husband, Prince Philip. The castle was built in the 15th century, but has, of course, had many additions and renovations over the years. And it has a Scottish baronial and Gothic feel to it on the outside. 
and the inside is very much like a, a Highland hunting lodge, but mixed with elegance. <laughs> yes. Ooh, it sounds amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> so, like, imagine like stag heads on the walls, and like plaid carpets, plaid wallpaper, pictures of hunting. You know, you know, paintings of hunting scenes, and then like crystal chandeliers and like, gold candelabras. Uh, oh my god, I'm so picturing us there. Yes, with your nice Cabernet Sauvignon tea <laughs> wine in front of a fireplace. Yes, right before the fire. Gosh, I wish we could make that happen. <laughs> I do too. And there's also massive, gorgeous gardens around the castle as well. So it's just got kind of everything, like the perfect setting, the perfect place, and the perfect story behind it. Now, the one thing I didn't get to do while I was there, and I can't remember exactly why, we were kind of on a bit of a time crunch, plus our youngest daughter was with us, and she, I think she was only nine or so when we went there was a really long hike that i had wanted to do to go see the pyramid and it just mm -hmm. wasn't happening that day so maybe when we go on our tour next year we can yes. um, make it happen i would love to make that happen yeah it, it is always harder when you have the kids with you and yeah. when you're on a trip i mean there's never enough time to see everything you want to see there's not. And really, this is something that would take like all day. And we had a lot of things planned and wasn't really interested in having like a, a tired child yeah. <laughs> whining about like, why are we going on this many mile long walk? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Queen Victoria erected this pyramid on this really amazing hike that's up on kind of like a mountain pass or rise, I guess. She did it after her husband passed as a memorial to him. And she also had cairns built for her children there as well, celebrating their marriages, not their deaths. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with what, I know you're familiar, Lori, with what a cairn is, but for our listeners, in case you're not familiar with what a cairn is, it's like a bunch of stacked stones, but in a, in like a circular sort of pattern. A lot of times they were used as memorials or as burial sites. And in this case, it's just celebrating the marriages. I've been working on a book currently titled The Queen's Faithful Companion, which comes out in 2024. And it's about Queen Elizabeth's corgis. And so I've, I've been doing a lot of research on Balmoral recently and on the hiking trail because I had her take a hike with her dog on the trail and love to that. see the pyramid. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> It is really, really fascinating. And like I said, the next time I go, I have got to visit it. But in the meantime, let's imagine together. Yes, we will. <laughs> maybe we... maybe when we go visit it, we can borrow someone's corgi. To yes, walk that would be so Our, fun. Yeah. We can, maybe we can borrow the corgi. Just be like, hey, Sarah Ferguson, can we um, please? We'll take very good care. <laughs> yes, let us have it. <laughs> <laughs> so as a visitor, you're going to want to park in the car park area and head towards the Green Bridge and the River Dee. Hmm. <laughs> Instead of heading towards the castle like I did, you'll turn left on the road. And when you've gone a little bit, you're going to see signs of a distillery, which is pretty awesome and typically okay, Scottish. Okay, yeah, we've got to work that in, yeah. too. And then, and then maybe we won't be so responsible with the dog. So right? I don't think yeah. Sarah's going to load okay. us the dog if we're drinking. Let us pet the dog, then we'll head out. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you go up the hill and over the bridge into the village, and you'll keep following the signs that are labeled for the footpath that lead to Prince Albert's Pyramid Cairn. And then you'll just head on up the path. Uh, the hike is circular, and it's about six miles long. So if you're planning to do the whole thing, then expect to have six miles if you want to see everything. If you just want to go to the pyramid and then turn back around and go back, it's about three miles total. So in any case, you're, you're going to want to be prepared for a longer walk. And there are some hills and things, and it is through the woods, so maybe not wear fancy shoes and definitely... Your hiking boots. Yeah, wear your hiking boots, wear mm-hmm. sneakers, you have yourself use the restroom before you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, all, that's a must. <laughs> yeah, always a must, right? <laughs> so um, on the path is the pyramid Queen Victoria built in remembrance for her beloved Albert. And then obviously, like I mentioned before, the Cairns to commemorate the marriages of their children. And as you take the path for about a mile and a half up the hill, you'll find the impressive pyramid where the trees open up allowing the point of the pyramid to jut toward the sky unencumbered Hmm. (laughs) sounds pretty right it sounds very lovely yes and though it's not as large as an egyptian pyramid by any stretch of the imagination i still really think about what an incredible feat it was to imagine men having to carry these large stones all the way up this hill for a mile and a half from wherever the quarry was or the castle where they were delivered i have no idea yeah i always think about stuff like that even like you know the incas how they built their stuff (laughs) down in south america it's now the innovations to get things from one place to another and how they were able to do that even though i mean we, we do things like that now but right but we have like all the technology All the processes change, yeah. Yeah. The inscription on the pyramid says, To the beloved memory of Albert, the great and good prince consort, erected by his broken-hearted widow... Isn't that depressing? That is. She loved him so much. Apparently, like, they were so in love. And then when he passed away, she just, like, was depressed forever and wore, you know, her black outfits and everything for Mm -hmm. pretty much ever. Aw. Now I have some fun facts for you. I love fun facts. Fun facts are the favorite part of the show. (laughs) Yes. So, kings and royalty have been hunting on the grounds of Balmoral since 1390. And it remains a popular place for hunting to this day. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, I was surprised a little while ago when you said even Queen Elizabeth had hunted there. Yeah, she used to take her dogs up. And also when she used to drive her own, like, four, uh, not four-wheeler. Thank God. Can you imagine the Queen on a four-wheeler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say four-wheel drive. I don't know if it was a Jeep or a Land Rover or whatever mm-hmm. it was. She used to drive it by herself to wherever she planned on hunting with her dogs and she would yeah. you know stalk deer and all of this stuff she was really an outdoors woman and loved being outside loved hunting loved just basically everything about being like on the land and i think that's yeah. something that people don't necessarily know about her i think the most popular thing is the corgis but um she loved her hunting dogs too and they I, when i was researching my book i found that she could command the hunting dogs sometimes even better than the actual like hunting dog trainer they just Ah. respected her so much and i feel like she must have had some sort of like kindred spirit with animals or something because they just loved her no matter what and i love hearing that me too so most royal properties are actually properties of the crown like all the palaces and you know windsor castle things like that Mm -hmm. but balmoral is different and the castle, as I mentioned earlier, was purchased by Albert for Victoria. Forget this. 32,000 pounds. What? Uh, <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine? 
<laughs> um, and it was passed down uh, to the family uh, through the generations and was owned by Queen Elizabeth until she passed and now it's owned by her son, King Charles. Mm-hmm. Sandringham Castle is also owned by King Charles now and not the crown. So what's interesting about that is that, you know, those are their actual places. So anything that the castle's bringing in money-wise, it's just theirs. Like it doesn't belong to the crown. It's not coming from taxes or anything like that. It's an actual working place for their family. That is interesting, the distinction. Yeah, I I didn't realize that. There are about 52 bedrooms in the castle, along with many other rooms, like reception rooms, things like that. So plenty of room for us to stay. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We just need a couple of rooms. (laughs) A couple of rooms and a couple dogs and the distillery, and we're set. And the fire. (laughs) And the the tea wine. Yeah, it'll be great. The estate also includes about 150 other buildings, which include cottages and houses that are used by other members of the royal family when they visit. Wow. Yeah, as well as there's housing and things like that for people who work at the castle, and then other, you know, office-type buildings or stables and barns, things like that. When the family all goes there together, they will stay in their own houses a lot of the time, not actually at the castle with the queen now, the king. That's pretty cool. It's like a little retreat for each member in the family. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. pretty interesting. Another fun fact is that on the property is a statue of Queen Victoria's favorite dog, a collie named Noble. Isn't that cute? That is cute. Uh, The estate covers about 50,000 acres, which I can't even imagine the size of that. And (laughs) it's huge. It's a fully functioning and working estate, which I mentioned a little bit earlier. Any money that comes in belongs to the family, not the crown. Mm -hmm. And this includes forestry projects, farmland, herds of animals, wood production, as well as tourism. And they do open up the castle to tourists. There's a cafe there where you can eat and gift shops as well. And my last fun fact is my favorite one and it's a story that I read about the queen when she was going hiking at the castle which she did quite often Mm -hmm. and she would run into people all the time well in this particular story she was hiking with one of her bodyguards named Richard Griffin and he'd work for her for a really long time so they came across two people who were trying to take a selfie they didn't recognize her and the groundskeeper offered to help take their picture oh that's so funny right and they were chatting a bit, and the the tourist asked where she lived, not knowing who she was. And she said, oh, I live in London, and I'm just here on holiday. I have a, a holiday house just over the hill. And they were like, oh, how long have you been, you know, coming here for holidays? And she said she'd been visiting the area for about 80 years or so. <laughs> they still had not picked up on what was going down. Obviously, she's referring to Balmoral Castle as her holiday yeah. home. <laughs> So she has a great sense of humor. Oh yes, that was humility. remarked. Yeah, yeah, that was remarked on a lot um, in in the different biographies I've read about her. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hiker then asked if she's ever met the queen. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> and she replied, "I haven't, but Dick here meets with her regularly, referring to her bodyguard." And the hiker asks the bodyguard. What's the queen like? And he says, knowing that she does have a sense of humor, he said, oh, she can be very cantankerous at times, but she's got a lovely sense of humor. And (laughs) the hiker, they took the picture, uh, then asked for a selfie with the queen and the bodyguard. They took that picture. Not even knowing. Not even knowing. And they were like, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your trip. Enjoy your walk. They all departed. And 
All I can think of is what that person must have thought. Like, they print out their pictures when they get home. They're showing their friends. Yeah. A friend is like, that's the queen. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> and then realizing, oh my goodness, it is the queen. Can you imagine that? Conversation that is so hilarious. <laughs> so that is the end of my fun facts and a little bit of history behind Balmoral Castle and the pyramid there. Well, thank you. I really loved those fun facts. Thank they you. were great. I'm glad you enjoyed them. I, I had a lot of fun researching all of it. Hey, history lovers, Eliza here. We're interrupting today's happy hour to let you know that Lori and I host another fascinating podcast with our friend Brenna Ash. Hey there, this is Brenna. Crime Feast is a true crime podcast hosted by three friends who are obsessed with all things crime. Each week, join Brenna, Eliza, and I as we serve up a platter of murders, mayhem, missing persons, tragedies, and more. Feast on notorious tales ripped from today's headlines and resurrected from the past. Until then, stay safe out there. We don't want you on the menu next. Now, back to the show. Cheers! What are you reading right now? So I'm reading, it's an arc of a book. It comes out November 1st, which I believe this episode comes out after the first. So this book will be out yeah. before this episode yeah. is out. Either mm-hmm. either one. <laughs> It'll either be yeah. just coming out or already out. And right around the same right time. Right around the same time. It's called The Brilliance of Stars by Janelle Sizieski. And I'm having the pleasure of either having already done the book chat with her by the time you listen to this, yeah. or about to do the book chat with her on November 1st at One More Page in Arlington, Virginia. Oh, I love that book so I love that bookstore too. They're so great Let me there. know when you're going to be there. I'll come see you guys. November 1st. November 1st. Yes. You did say that, didn't yes. you? Yes. Come see us. <laughs> so it's a really great book. I'm about halfway through it right now. I'm really enjoying it. It's it's a total page turner. And actually from the very first sentence, I was really hooked. Mm-hmm. I'll read to you a, a little bit about what the book is about. Amid the chaos of the Great War, two elite assassins learn precisely how dangerous it is to have something or someone worth losing. Okay, like I love assassin books. So oh, yeah. this is right up my alley. <laughs> uh, Washington, D.C., 1914. Ivy Olwyn knows how to survive on the streets without two coins to rub together. Then, destiny thrusts her into the nest of a covert agency of assassins sworn to drive back the world's darkness, and she acquires a new set of lethal skills. Her education, from explosives to etiquette, sharpshooting to sabotage, (laughs) is as far-reaching as the organization's missions. But it's the hours she spends among the towering bookshelves in the library and stargazing on the roof with Agent Jack Fail that make her heart fly. Jack knew plenty of hardship before the agency refined his rough edges, transforming him into the man who never misses. But he didn't know the feeling of home until Ivy entered his world. Now Jack's heart drums with a singular purpose. He will fight for her, fight alongside her, no matter the cost. When the pair is sent on a seemingly simple mission to take down Russia's newest and most dangerous arms dealer, a soulless man using the Great War as an opportunity to further his depraved agenda, they discover that no amount of training could have prepared them for a manhunt that takes them across the frozen tundra to the Crimean Peninsula and along the Trans-Siberian Railway, only to discover that there is evil in the world they will never understand. Ooh. Yes. 
this sounds really good. It's really, really good so far. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm excited to get to chat with her at the bookstore. Totally loving it. So highly recommend. Oh, all right. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to come see you guys. Yay. Since uh, we just talked about a book you were reading, why don't you recommend one of your books for our listeners? Sure. I love recommending my books. Um, Mm -hmm. So today I wanted to share a book of mine, which doesn't actually release until June 6, 2023, but it is up for pre-order and I just got the description wording from my publisher. So I wanted to share because I really love it and I'm excited. Thank you. It's called Starring Adela Stare and here's a little bit about it. A story full of glitz and glam, Eliza, that's me, delves into the life of Adela Stare, a spirited and talented woman who served up smiles and love both on and off the stage, with and without her almost famous brother, Fred Astaire, along with a determined young dancer with wags. That that goes back to the whole Corgi thing. This is not the Corgi book. This is a different one. No. With rags to riches dreams, a spirited rising stage star. Adela Stare was a glittering, glamorous star dancing with her brother Fred, endearing herself to audiences from New York to London. But although she is toasted by royalty and beloved by countless fans, Adela Stare has dreams of a loving husband and a house full of children. And when she meets Lord Charles Cavendish, her wishes may just come true, but at what cost? A determined young dancer. Ever since Violet Wood could walk, she's wanted to dance on the London stage. Befriended by Adele, filled with ambition, she is more than willing to make the sacrifices it will take to become a star herself, and her rags-to-riches hopes are within reach. But the road to fame is never easy. Two women with unquenchable spirit. From the fast-paced world of Roaring Twenties New York to the horrors and sacrifice of wartime London, Adele's and Violet's lives intertwine, and each must ask themselves if fame is worth the price you must pay. Ooh, this sounds so good. Yeah, I cannot wait you. to read it. Thank you. I've, I really had a lot of fun researching this one, and I'll talk on further episodes about some of that research, but it was a really, really, really fun project. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited because I know how much research you put into it <laughs> and all the, the dedication that went into this one. So I it's hope exciting you love it. <laughs> to see it coming to fruition for you. Thank you so much. Thanks for this wonderful episode. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. You're welcome. It was fun. We've had a great day. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode on Balmoral Castle in Scotland and Prince Albert's Pyramid built by Queen Victoria. Coming up, we have guest authors Lysia Cornwall, Madeline Martin, and Brenna Ash. Along with our happy hour chats about St. Nicholas Day and how people in the medieval era stayed warm. For more information about today's episode, click on the show notes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at History BKS Wine for additional historical tidbits and updates. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcast. That way you're notified every time a new episode is live. Subscribes and reviews help us get noticed. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check out our episodes published weekly on Tuesdays. Until next time. Cheers. And happy reading. The first time I used Instacart was with my sister. We were baking cookies and I'd forgotten the butter. Instacart to the rescue. Now I even use it when we're on vacation so our staples are delivered right to our door. Save yourself that trip to the market. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. 
Follow the link in our show notes, and that lets Instacart know we sent you and help support our show. Plus, you'll get free delivery on your first order over $35. There's multiple stores available in most areas. Shop all your favorites on a single order. The products you love from local stores. Hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. Delivery to your door in as fast as one hour. Instacart highlights deals to help you save money. Find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. They pick the freshest produce and keep your eggs safe too. Let Instacart shop for you. Hello, listeners. This is Lori, and I'm here to tell you that podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. We use Buzzsprout, and it's hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories within minutes of finishing your recording. You'll get a great looking podcast website, detailed analytics, and more. Following the link in our show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you. Get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed.